0: Well, Nicole and Steven, welcome to the podcast. Thanks I am having us. so excited to be talking to you both today. We just had a chance to meet here at Work Humans. So like I said, this is just going to be like coffee uh, and maybe not breakfast, maybe lunch instead with Perfect. a uh, So you both are coming to us from Gooder, which I would love to hear more about the business and specifically more around what you all are doing around culture that's different. Uh, I did have a chance to do a little bit of research on your website, and fun seems to be uh, a cornerstone for what you all do. So, why don't you all do introductions first? Tell us who you are, what makes you human, uh, and we'll start with Stephen.
1: All right, yeah. Uh, I'm Stephen Lee. I'm the CEO and co founder of Gooder. So, Gooder, we make $25 active sunglasses for anyone. We're a very fun, irreverent brand, and we when you talk about the word fun we've actually had to do a lot of work at gooder of defining what fun means mm. because from the outside if you see us i think people often think that we show up and slam margaritas all day as a as a company and because we make our company look we make it look that easy but really at gooder what's fun is hard work having honest conversations and this idea i always we we started in the run space so i always use this marathon analogy of Know, when you train for a marathon you start six months in the um ahead of time and you run eight miles on a saturday then 10 then 12 then 14 then 18 then 20 then 22 and you're doing w- runs on tuesdays and thursdays you're doing all this work for one four hour time slot six months in the future so mm-hmm. you can show up and you can give it everything you have and you can celebrate because you worked your ass off mm. and that's what being fun is at gooder and so Gooder is an amazing place and we have all these wild things we do with the culture and people mean the world to us. But first and foremost, it actually starts with defining what, what fun means.
0: I love that. And what makes you human?
1: Oh man, my shirts, probably. (laughs) Yeah. I'm looking at the shirt and (laughs) let me tell
0: you, it is extravagant, beautiful, like beaded. Uh, colorful, gorgeous. And then you've got the sunglasses, which yeah. just kind of top it off. So. I drive it t-
1: I still drive a 2009 Tacoma, but my shirts are uh, uh, quite uh, uh, exuberant.
0: I
2: love it. I mm. love it. And Nicole, tell us about you. Uh, yeah, so my name is Nicole and I am in Gooder world. I'm the chief of the Flamingos, um, which is the chief people officer. I've been working with Gooder for almost five years now. So an OG. Um, <laughs> and you know, had several different roles throughout my time at Gooder as one does when you come aboard and you're like the you know, the fifth employee. Uh, but kind of ended up in this role and had works worked very closely with Steven because culture and our people are of utmost importance. Mm. It's one of our strategic anchors. I firmly believe that if Your people are not one of your most important things that you're focusing on. You're not going to achieve the success that you could achieve. Um, And so really my work is focusing on not only bringing on people of the highest caliber, but also what we can do for our people to elevate them to their highest caliber. That's really Mm -hmm. important to us. We're very much a growth mindset company and always focusing on getting the most out of our people. Um, So that's kind of what I do uh, for the company. And yeah. Yeah. Awesome, and what makes you human? I think I'm gonna go a different direction. I think living into my core values of integrity and intuition. Mm. Um, We do a lot of work with our values. We have our company values, we have our team values, we have our individual values, and really for me, it all comes down to how am I living into my core values? I love that. Yeah.
0: And I love the fact that you both are here at work human together as a duo, because as a former CHRO, uh, you know, being kind of almost connected at the hip with your CEO or founder is so important because this work is, I always like to say when I was a CHRO and now as a consultant, like my job is to work myself out of a job in a way, right? You want to like bake it into the business, into the bones, and tissue of the business. And it has to be a part of the business strategy. So the fact that you're here, thank you for being you know, an ally in this work and you're building this this brand and this business that sounds like it's taking good care of its people. Well, we uh, wonderful.
1: should thank Nicole for getting me here. Uh, <laughs> and we are for sure tied at the hip. Uh, Nicole's the one I probably talked to the most at Gooder, But yeah, for if you do not have buy-in from leadership for culture, people, connection, feedback whatever it may be it's just not gonna work
0: I love that I love it and um, one of the other fun facts uh, is that you both are work human certified one of the first actually so you all are pioneers uh, in this space and so I know we talked about fun. So first of all, I love the fact that you all have defined fun. So I cannot tell you how many times I've seen have fun on a website or a wall. And it's like, okay, well, what does that actually mean? And also considering the diversity of your people and having fun looks different. Yeah. Uh, and it's all about doing good work together. But how do you create equity around that? Because everyone's different. Um, so tell us what what leading edge things are you doing around culture and what has gotten you this work human certification that you all have obviously deserved but want to hear more about what you can can share with others, other listeners.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, definitely jumped on that certification process. i am just, I came to the 2019 WorkHuman and just immediately came back to Stephen with lists of like next actions and what we're going to do and how we're going to put some things into effect. Cause for us, that's, that's the goal. We want next actions. We want concrete things mm. that we're taking away tactics that we can use, things that inspire us to think deeply about some things that we're already doing. And we've had several of those conversations already. So when I saw the certification shouldn't come out I was like oh absolutely we're gonna do this Um, and it was a it's an in-depth process for sure you got to back up what you say you're doing with Mm. documentation Uh, and so I would say some of the things probably is our you know we have what we call AMP it's our quarterly review process Um, every single employee sits down um, every single quarter they uh, present their projects that they are doing what we call autonomy mastery purpose Um, they give themselves the grade that they feel they earned. Very important mm-hmm. word there. Um, and then the panel discusses and gives them you know, their final grades. Uh, and I've gotten a lot of feedback from people that I've spoken to how unusual this is. Uh, and I think key in that is our purpose projects. Every single person is has a project that speaks to them on a higher level. Mm-hmm. Uh, something about making the world a better place. Um, and we've had, you know, people create nonprofits that they now are running. We had somebody who who uh, performed with Elton John and is now oh on gosh. tour. Right, so those are like wow. the really cool uh, shiny ones. But then we also have people who are just going out and volunteering on a weekly basis and making a difference with local organizations. things that they are getting to do uh, during work hours. Uh, it's not something that we ask them to do on their off time. Mm.
0: Um,
2: and it's something that I feel really speaks to them and makes them feel like there's they're, getting, they're connecting on that level. Right, and then people are going up in front of the entire company during a weekly this meeting to talk about this project. And other people excited who then asked to join in on their purpose project. Um, and it could be something where they're rescuing bunnies, right? Mm. Like, it's it doesn't have to be this this big, like, earth-shaking thing, but it's speaking to them and making them be uh, bringing that joy into work, which is really important. So that's just one thing that I could talk about, but I think that's a big one. Oh, it's, it's
0: huge, because you're talking about bringing the whole human to work. Uh, You know, it's not like people put on their work face, right? And like come into work and say, I'm going to be a different person. And and I think what you've done is you've captured this idea of purpose. And there's actually research that tells us that people who feel connected, who are able to live their values at work fully, um, create more value for the organization.
1: For sure. We talk a lot about, I reject the premise of work-life separation. Mm. I think that's actually a very clear thing. if you, if you believe in work-life separation, probably just need to find a different job. Uh, we talk about work-life integration and in, you know, in bringing your full self to work, also giving people skills that they can use inside the office and outside, mm-hmm. so celebrating um, people in all ways, shapes, and sizes. And so, yeah, our ability to like, integrate uh, in people's lives is really, really important. In a non-creepy, cold way. Yes. Yeah. No, I just I, think that's a very. I hear you. Let's, Yeah. Yeah. Let's not.
0: Uh, I was watching the WeWork documentary. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the not other like. Day. Not like that. <laughs> I love it. So, uh, Stephen, I want to go back to purpose because you co-founded this company. Um, why did you do it, and how does that connect back to this idea of purpose and living your values as a, a cornerstone for your culture?
1: Yeah. Gooder. We started in 2015, so we're seven years old, and we now have 120 employees. Wow. And everybody thinks Gooder's an overnight success, dot dot got, it's the <laughs> sixth company I've either started or been a part of starting, and the first five were failures, mm. uh, which led to amazing learning experiences. So I luckily got bit by this entrepreneur bug early, and loved doing it you know, folding your first company is the hardest. And then it just gets easier after that. And I always say the my favorite thing about or being a successful company is all the culture stuff that we get to do. We get to actually uh, challenge the status quo and do things differently. But that's because of the success of the business. Because let's be quite frank. If you don't have money, if you don't have profits, then you don't have a culture to um, – to, sure. to, you don't have a culture. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I started the company because I loved – I love the idea of starting companies, and then two years in it was really a side hustle. Two years in, it became a real business. That's when Nicole came on board, and we really realized like, oh wow, we have to start doing things. And mm. I used to keep this Evernote, in when I worked for Corporate America, that was oh, when you run your own company, you know, you're, here are things you're gonna do. You're gonna have unlimited vacation. You're gonna have a super, the work from home policy. Blah um, blah 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 blah. And in 2017, I had this like, oh crap moment of all right are you gonna do the things that you said you're gonna do are you gonna put your money where your mouth is and I the answer was yes and it it has been amazingly fun but hard to yes. do it and so yeah that's kind of the the origin of it. it was just this like deep need inside to do things differently and be okay with getting it wrong we have gotten it right so many times we've gotten it wrong just as many times and so that's okay too
0: So how does that, I'm going to bounce back to you, Nicole, because that kind of shows me um, that there's some acceptance around risk-taking, right? Because you just mentioned to me that you had to get it wrong to get it right. So how does the culture show up when it comes to, like, psychological safety and creating
2: spaces where people can fail fast? Uh, How are you cultivating that? Oh, yeah, that's a great question. And... Many ways. So decks are our love language in Gooder. We do everything <laughs> in decks, mm-hmm. and the first page is usually um, has a section of rules. And mm. one of the rules that we play by is done is better than perfect. Mm. So that is in every single deck that anyone creates. And another thing that we've incorporated, this comes directly from Brene Brown, shitty first draft. Yes. We say that a lot. We're like, this is a shitty first draft. Mm -hmm. Like, just get it done and we're going to make this better. Um, and, And now we started doing something where we have the flock's biggest mess up. I'm going to use the nice word because mm-hmm. uh, we curse inside our flock bar- up. Oh, it's actually called the flock, flock up. up. That's yeah. True. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, curse all you want on this podcast. Yeah. By way. Okay. <laughs> um, and we awarded last in, we uh, our gooder stock at the end of the year is our annual gala. And we gave the, the team with the biggest uh, flock up an award. So it's celebrating those failures mm-hmm. because out of failure comes the biggest growth, in our opinion. That is where you make the biggest leaps. You you learn the most. And so it's, it's, uh, it's so embedded in our culture now that I can't even imagine it people not talking about failures.
1: Yeah, and one thing to add on to that, really try and... Me and leadership, uh, owning um, failures and fuck-ups um, mm-hmm. publicly in front of the company, yes. doing that very regularly, and then also a gooder, you never get in trouble for making a mistake or for messing up. You only get in trouble if you hide it or mm. uh, sweep it under the rug. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's really, really important. Nobody has ever gotten in trouble for making a huge mistake or failing at something. It's actually qu- its quite acceptable.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's... Uh, and I was going to kind of go there with the role modeling piece, which is... My question was going to be does leadership you know do some of the fuck-ups end up being leaders you know leadership or the executive team or saying you know what we didn't handle this quite well uh, or we could have done that better and it sounds like that is something that's of ingrained
1: yeah the award's called the flock up of the year uh and it's you know your biggest fuck up but it is named after myself because in 2019 probably to date, i've made the biggest mistake in company history was ordering an insane amount of product mm. the cash outlay that happened um and it's funny now because we've gotten through it and i've owned it numerous times and so it's actually the the award th- like that is like the og award Uh, is from that. So yeah, we for sure uh, leadership models that behavior.
0: Love that. So we talked about purpose, giving people time to live in their full purpose at work, which is amazing. So you're giving people time to actually live out other things that they're passionate about. During work time, you are rewarding mess ups, you're rewarding uh, risk and failure. Um what's one more thing when it comes to culture if you could identify and I know there's a lots of things but one more thing that you're doing differently that I guess the listeners could learn from
1: Do you have one? I mean I have one. Go. So right uh, we reject the premise that a ping pong table or you know latte bar in the lobby means culture, right? Culture is, <laughs> is so much deeper. The big thing that I would say that is really unique to us that's a little unsexy and unflashy is we our two core values are fun and authenticity and this for for sure comes from dare lead from renee brown Mm -hmm. but she talks a lot about taking um bullshit words like fun and authenticity because what do those really mean Mm -hmm. taking those and turning them into behaviors and so we have hundreds of supporting and slippery behaviors for fun and authenticity that we map out examples of like fun uh you know uh uh, you know, fun is showing up prepared. So supporting behavior is making a project brief and an outline and a deck to explain the to explain the project. A slippery is uh, showing up uh, showing up to a kickoff without those things. And then we go even we go layers deeper. And so we have that share it constantly in our weekly staff meeting. We are updating it every week. And so we really are uh, fanatics about actually being clear and giving real tactical examples of behaviors
2: to the point that that vocabulary is now, you hear it everywhere all the time where people will call themselves out. They will say, yeah, you're totally right, that was slippery behavior, I will not do that again. Um, And so it's a vocabulary word now for everyone within Gooder Mm -hmm. that is a result of this just repeating all the time what we what we mean when we say the words fun and what we mean when we say the word authenticity because we want everyone to be very clear when they're supporting our culture and when they're not and that's how we do that yeah
0: well my uh so i have a psychology background so this makes me very happy (laughs) (laughs) when i work with clients the one of the first things we work on is and folks usually have the values yep plastered on the wall but it's like okay let's figure out what these things actually mean if I was rolling a camera what would I see yeah and without that you are not creating alignment because everyone has a different interpretation of the value right so I think that um, first and foremost brilliant thank you for doing that at the onset of building your business (laughs) because it does make a big difference it makes a huge difference around how you hire how you develop how you hold people accountable, and it sounds like there's also some self-accountability, and the fact that you talked about uh, kind of these uh, satire, um, the satire around the ping pong <laughs> yep. table and all of that uh, makes my heart smile because I talk a lot about that. And that you know, office culture is not culture, and you know, ping pong tables and food uh, are only going to get an eye roll if you haven't, have you ev- if you haven't. Um, addressed the things that are actually driving culture like behavior like leadership role modeling uh so those things are nice everyone likes food everyone likes you know to play ping pong i guess but if you're not addressing the true culture uh and how it shows up and how you're operationalizing it it's it's kind of an eye roll
1: yeah Angela and let me give you just I'll give you three other quick things because I feel like uh, sometimes we c- unless <laughs> listen- it- we're such a fun Zuber company but we get really serious when it comes about culture so like, I me <laughs> feel this problem, like, no no we got we got these detailed behaviors <laughs> uh, I'll give you three good. other uh, wild things The office, just in general, the vibe when you walk in is like tropical surrealism. And so Mm. super, you know, every conference room's themed. You know, we want people to feel really at home when they come in. So Mm. that's just something pre-pandemic. We were only a Tuesday, Thursday company. So you only ever had to come in two days a week Mm because we believe in like the connection, but you don't need to be in every day. We have a weekly staff meeting. It's about forty times a year, not all, all week, but it's a two-hour, fully produced staff meeting where we give, we talk about our culture. People celebrate. They talk about their purpose, projects. It is a fully produced show now. That is a a scene to experience. Wow. And and then lastly, is once a quarter we have a thing called Gooderstock. Uh, so you know, kind of named after Woodstock. It is a quarterly summit where we. Uh, we we bring in we we celebrate the previous quarter we look to the future we'll bring in guest speakers but it always ends with like a dress up dance party on that friday night <laughs> so those are some other just other things that support the really serious stuff we do
0: yes and it's all interconnected yes. and i love the balance so thank you for sharing that and you know we're we're humans we're social beings we love to be together and it's a really important part and so the fact that y'all are being intentional about it versus arbitrary is very important uh, so I just want to thank you both so much for sharing what you all are doing at Gooder. You're doing some great things and um, would love to just wrap it up with, like, a sentence of, you know, if we could kind of summarize what we've, we've said in the last 20 or so minutes, you know, what's the kind of the your parting message to the audience?
1: Nicole, do you have one? I have one. What do you got?
2: Um, I think probably the my sentence is, do the work, do the work for your people in your company. It's important, it's, it's, they're, your, they're the humans, right? The, you've gotta put in the work, it's worth it. It's a lot of work, but it's worth it.
1: Yeah, I think everybody should be really focused on celebrating the work over the results and that's constantly because the work never ends it shows up every day and if you really make uh, a point for you and your team to celebrate that work that doesn't mean it's easy all the time but if you really for finding your joy in your work every day and you are uh, not focusing on the results you're just gonna have a wonderful time
0: I love it well Nicole Stephen thank you so much for sharing your journey at Gooder, and uh, I really appreciate your insights today thank you, Angela. thank you, thank you.